0: Have your sports curiosity cured.
1: Eugene Hawkins has it front. Hyman's there,
2: and he scores. That's goals in six straight games
0: as the Zach Hyman Highlight Reel continues. A veteran of the sports reporting game for over 25 years. Up down by
2: Bouchard, who had to be careful.
0: Stretch pass, the oilers are in. Season. He's the Hymenator! Breaking down Edmonton's favorite teams. Back home to McDavid. As he pilots through McDavid.
1: Keeping shooting! Scoring! McDavid!
0: Sports Radio, he's back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show.
3: Right, here we go for Saul 123, March 1st. Another month is in the books. A shorter February, but a longer February in the sense that we had the 29 days. Good morning. The weekend is here, so let's tear up the old pea patch clicker in a schnell and make a fast break to the... 11 o'clock hour. Good morning. Thanks so much for uh, joining us on the Kevin Carey Show. Uh, Of course, we're on 1440 AM. You're listening on the drive into work, and we got you covered everywhere. iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app. You can check out sports1440.ca. And again, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch up by searching The Kevin Carey Show on Apple Podcasts. We've got Spotify. You can check out Google Podcasts. It's Amazon. Uh, And be sure to subscribe. Hit the old uh, auto download and you will never miss a second of the show. Friday means one thing. Our co-host Eddie Steele from seven to nine. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, boys. How are you guys doing? Well, fired up. The weekend is here. Well, I got to tell you, you guys are lucky that I even showed
1: up because I was oh, about boy. to mail it in this this well, weekend. It's today. very concerning. What's going on? Oh we? well, I got a nice uh, weekend lined up heading to Jasper Ooh. with my wife right after here. Uh, actually, our first weekend, first trip away without kids. In eight years, <laughs> so uh, we were excited to get out of town and uh, hit the road. So I, you know, I thought, man, maybe I might just no-show the boys
3: this morning. But, well, an extra uh, couple I'm hours. In, uh, Jasper, you, t- you told me who's showing up at eight. so yes, of course, yes. I had to be here. Yes, Edgar from uh, Bonton Bakery, and of course, Eddie Steele. Every. Friday is brought to you by Bonton Bakery. From your daily bread to a celebration cake, Bonton has that and everything in between for all your baked goods. Order online at bonton.ca. And I got a text like 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, Eddie, that Edgar from Bonton is going to slide in here at 8 o'clock. And usually when he comes in, well, not usually, every time he comes in, he's got the nice... He doesn't come with empty hands. He has two big, um, you know, like... Bags, if you want to call it, beautiful bonton bags. And, you know, I, I'm already picturing what's in there.
1: I don't e- Edgar's <laughs> a guy that you want to be friends with, you know.
3: He always has something in hand. Yeah, we had, like, obviously the monkey bread is my favorite. Yep. And last, uh, last time it was kind of around... Well, it was before Valentine's Day, but there was still some of that kind of exquisite oh, stuff. Well, Duke will man.
1: remember the raspberry cruffins. Oh. Oh. How could you forget? How could the Duke forget? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you're you're jacked up, you and Steph, heading to... Uh, where are you staying and what's going on? Uh, like, what's of course, the- we've got to go to the Fairmont. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Mountain, little mountain, kind of yeah. Walks weather,
1: little, weather pending. Yeah. You know, it's a little chilly out still. And mm-hmm. I was actually going to ask you, and I hear you and Spec, you know, always <laughs> talking about the infamous pizza story. So I was going to ask, you know, what good joints there are to hit and activities to do. I've been mm-hmm. to Jasper uh, when I was younger, but okay. as an adult, you know, shamefully living so close. This is yeah. our first time getting away. Busy life, young kids, and young
3: family. So well, how's this? Uh, shoot us off a text one eight three three four zero one fourteen four where should Eddie and Steph go for their second honeymoon? Exactly. Uh, well, Athie B, everyone's going to say the Athie B. You got to go there for just to, you know, experience the nightlife a little bit. And obviously a lot of people go, you know, from the ski hill and they're staying in town. And mm-hmm. I would I would say, I mean, I haven't been to, I haven't experienced the nightlife in Jasper for a while. Right. But the Athie B, the Athabasca is yep. probably the, you know, the most famous one, but I would imagine that with everything that they've done in the last several years as far as you know, development and, and construction of restaurants and things like that and bars and etc. Totally.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. We're excited and of course tomorrow we already have a nice big spa afternoon mm. booked up which is much needed, much
3: deserved so oh, I work oh, hard. Yes, the hardest work <laughs> man in show business. <laughs> uh-huh. Matt already just texted in Bora Bora. That must be a new bar there that I haven't heard. Okay, yeah. Bora Bora, Bora Bora. I'll write it down. I'm writing everything down so text in please. Stair Farmer just says Moline Canyon amazing walk. Uh, bring ice shoes if you got I've gone to Maline Canyon in uh, the summertime which is unbelievable um, so that's on the way I would highly recommend that so but again I guess you would need yeah, I don't some have the sort gear. of footwear Yeah, I mean it's not like you're going right in but I mean there it's it's not exactly you know paths that are
1: Well put it this way I'm game for everything and you know I'm spur of the moment and I'm cool with getting outdoors um, my better half She's game, but not always for everything like that. So
3: I need to consider that as well. Uh, it should be a, just a romantic weekend. Just All I see, I'm just seeing hearts and, you know, rose petals on the bed and everything <laughs> like that. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. Uh, Okay, okay.
3: <laughs> well, how about this, Eddie? Uh, so right in the middle of it, tomorrow... You just go, ah, we're not doing anything. I'm going to sit on the couch in the hotel and watch the Oilers game. Ah, Ah, see you, babe. Uh, Well, it's funny.
1: Of course, you know me. I'm bringing some products out to parlay and a little bit of business. So, yeah, Yeah, see you, babe. I'm going to go make a couple calls.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oilers take on Seattle tomorrow afternoon. It's a... O'clock start. So there you go, Eddie. Or yeah, Steph can just stay in the room. You're heading down some pub and watching.
1: We got uh, so spa day booked up tomorrow. 3 p.m. is the appointment. Manny Petty, uh, massage. So got got
3: the whole afternoon booked up. Hmm. Good stuff. Uh, Seattle, by the way, beat Pittsburgh last night by a score of two to nothing. Phil Grubar had the shutout. So the you know the Kraken are just hanging around; they're lingering. Around, yeah, they're lingering. Uh, Oilers right now though, and uh, we'll talk about not just hanging around, but a team like Nashville now won seven in a row. Yeah. Predators beat Minnesota Wild last, last night six one. So Nashville is really between Nashville and also L.A. beats LA. Vancouver five one. So those were the two late games. I actually watched a little bit of the um, the Seattle game; it was on the tube. So, but. L.A. and Vance. So now you look at Vancouver right now, starting to just—they're in a little bit of a lull. They really are. And yeah. then uh, Boston. Boston beat uh, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, so, so that's
1: good know, for the it was Oilers. So a good
3: night for the Oilers last night in the Pacific. Really good on the scoreboard. The Oilers still with obviously seventy-two points, but now they have—they've have got the three games in hand on Vegas. So Vegas stays at seventy-two points. L.A. and Nashville uh, at seventy right now, and you would think—I mean, like Calgary's won four in a row. You would think that those teams that are at sixty three points—that's Calgary, St. Louis, and Seattle, uh, Minnesota—that was a huge loss for them last night. Those four teams—they would have to go on a serious tear, a serious tear—to make the playoffs.
1: No doubt, because you look at the Kings and the Preds, like you said, man, they're seven points up. Uh, not really many games in hand either. No, you know, for the Flames or the Blues, so. Yeah, Seattle, too. They're lingering, but they're right at that
3: 63-point margin, too. It's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And we talked about this about mm, not quite two weeks ago, you and I, about the Oilers' possibilities of even... First of all, I had an old buddy that used to say, let's worry about the team in front of you first. So right now, Vegas is one, one point ahead. Worry about the Knights. But Vancouver in this 1-5-1 and one spell right now, the Canucks with 83 points, the Oilers with 72 Waters have five games in hand. There's so, and I've I've been looking at the
1: standings yeah. and, you know, wishfully watching them climb up. And it's interesting, you know, Vancouver for the entirety of the season have looked pretty impenetrable. But everybody who, you know, talks about the yeah. sport says, you know, there's gonna be some regression. They're gonna come back down to earth, and we're watching it unfold right now because, you know, they're they're not playing very quality hockey.
3: Mm-hmm. Um Text coming in, one 401 1440 from the King of Fort Nasty. Good morning, KK, Eddie, and the Duke. Impressive how many assists McDavid is racking up this season. At this rate, by the end of the regular season, he will have more apples than the Duke has coffee cans of cash buried in the back 40. Cheers, King of food, uh Fort Nasty. Uh, any truth to that rumor, Duke? Rolled
0: up bills. I wish. I wish I had to. the. only thing I got bored, uh, buried in the back forty is uh, I don't know some old some old horses. <laughs> <laughs> and well, keeping it real. That's better than what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you yeah, know we uh, no, the uh, the other stuff that we don't bother going to the back forty. We're far enough in the sticks. You can just dump those in the uh, the slough right in the front yard. Hmm. Taken care of in short order. Well, there you go. Yeah. For any, uh, so any boys. extracurriculars.
1: Yeah. How about this? Uh, you got a strange text
3: yesterday to the show from this guy, Steele, talking about his swimming capabilities. Yeah, I was very impressed about that. And I'm willing to put uh, the skills of one Laura Baker, my wife, partner, Against Eddie Steele anytime. Laddie didn't want to take a no, piece of Laddie, that pie. No. I'll, I'll eat that pie, and I'm a humble guy. This is
1: not ego driven. Well, I'm, but I, I I'm am lifeguard for this, certified, and
3: I, I'm pretty. You're lifeguard no, certified. I mean, I was. No, I'm not. Sure. I haven't done it in years, but I used to be for sure. Well, we can get some kind of charitable component here. I'm all for that. I mean. So I was looking at my numbers. I, I did the research what, here. What discipline are you looking at here? What are you looking at?
1: Oh, we can do any stroke, <laughs> okay. any stroke, yeah. except for back. I'm not going to do backstroke. Oh, okay. but, So I, I used to swim at Commonwealth Pool, okay. and it's a 25-meter pool, each yeah. length, one-way 25. So I would do 80 lengths there and back 80 times, so 40 times. 40 times, yeah. Each length, 80. Yep. So that would be 2,000 yards. That's 1.2 miles. i do it in ah, an hour-ish, we'll say. And then uh, that translates to half an Ironman, because
3: I think Duke asked about it Mm -hmm. if Laddie could do an Ironman or something. So how do you – you didn't get tired of swimming? You can have that body type where – because some people can swim forever.
1: Yeah, honestly, the thing about myself growing up, and I always talk about this when I'm talking to kids and families – I did everything. Like, I can Mm -hmm. pick up a golf club and not have swung them for months and be okay at it. I can play hockey and never played organized hockey before. I I was just very athletically gifted. My dad had six brothers and sisters, three of them pro-athletes, a soccer player, pro-football player. So... (laughs) Uh, Just, I think genetics, and I'm can. i
3: kind of good at everything.
1: (laughs) Boy, I I mean, it's just
3: unbelievable here. Um, I haven't talked to the great Laura Baker about this, but I'm sure she'll be game. Yeah. You know, she hasn't swam for a while, but I think she can probably handle you. Yeah, it would be fun. So I love swimming just for the,
1: it's, my body has been through the ringer, Mm -hmm. right? And it's it's, easy on the joints. Yeah, easy on the joints, good for... Good cardio. Yeah. Keep you, try and keep a guy ripped up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I eat too much junk, but...
3: That's well, why, that's why I work out. I, I'm looking forward to this. If uh, if someone has a little, you know, some ideas, maybe some charitable component. Ah, we don't need to be.
1: Oh getting, no, we I, don't need to be getting. You know, the you TV know. cameras out. You know, I'm not laddie here with the bod. Come <laughs> doesn't on, doesn't matter, man. You're,
3: I mean, we saw the gun hanging out with the great <laughs> cup there last week. The guns. Well, it was only one. You can only see yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just playing. Well, that would be. I mean, so what would you say? Like, just uh, for time's sake, maybe like a a 400 or an 800, 400 meter race. How's that sound? I would do it. That'd yeah. be game. And anything but backstroke. What yeah. if you? What if you made well, Laura do backstroke? breast or freestyle okay. front? Yeah. What's the well front? Uh, like uh, freestyle is the fastest of the strokes. Yeah. I might have to tell Laura to go um, backstroke or something to even it up a bit but uh, yeah
1: it's uh it is all about the technique you can't just get in there and flop you know
3: <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the feet going uh this uh, comes in from uh, duke the english mastiff straight from the spot of the sushi spot at the jpl then upstairs for wings old fort road hike on sunday Ooh, there you go okay okay uh archie had a question uh Morning, Kevin and Eddie. Where are the Oilers points-wise this year versus last year at this time? And the do quickly, bang, uh, comes back and goes 72 points in 57 games this year, 74 in 62 games hmm. last year. So they are better ahead points-wise in percentage-wise, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that. Um, so better off, way better mm-hmm. off. Will be better than the 62-game mark. Uh, no doubt. doubt. got another great show coming up Uh, looking forward to talking to Ian Mendes from the Athletic uh, out of Ottawa he was with Sportsnet TSN now the Athletic I mean if anyone knows the Ottawa sports scene uh, better I don't know who it is Mark Spector at 8 o'clock for Roger Sportsnet on the mark for Booster Juice this will be an interesting conversation at 820 Russ Howard the two time Breyer and world champion and Olympic gold medalist with Brad Gushu Back in 2006 at the
0: Turin Games. Hall of Famer, uh, Hall Order of, F- of Canada. Yes. I mean, <laughs> the it, list uh, goes on. I only had so much room on the sheet.
3: <clears throat> I've got a great story. I'm not going to divulge it, but I'm hoping Russ remembers it from 32 years ago. That's how long this story goes back. 32 years. Hopefully he remembers. Uh, Eddie's just going to miss Justin Lawrence. Uh, he's going to come in studio at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And just the way the scheduling worked, etc. That'll be good for you, though. Yeah. And uh, Justin, I mean, I was doing stories with Justin when he was at Spruce Grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the last one I did with him was when he went to U of A, and he was working out at U of A. And I caught him in the weight room and things like that. Just all around good guy. Really good guy. Great cup. Had the three. great cup in Tokyo. Three-time great cup champion. Jeez. I mean, he's got the mightiest touch, doesn't he? That's,
1: uh, some guys are like that. Yeah. And, you know, Justin Hecke, uh, like I watch him. I We never have crossed paths uh, and played, but uh, watched him uh, yeah. his whole career. And good player, really good player. And uh, some guys, man, they just, they go team to team and they're mm-hmm. so fortunate.
3: Yep uh kevin Rodomsky from the oil kings it's the well it's a big night tomorrow duke you're heading down to the rink tomorrow night for the oil kings game sure am and ghostbusters are you game. dressing up what are you gonna have the backpack on or what i don't i don't own a proton pack <laughs> but maybe i'll suit. really
0: maybe yeah. i'll fab one up i got some uh some scrap cardboard laying in the uh in the recycling corner of, uh, of my place you so got uh, a
1: white suit for all those things probably. buried back there oh, in the sticks
0: just gonna <laughs> yeah, my, my sanitation yeah. suit
3: uh, Eric DeHocic from The Athletic a long time sports writer in Calgary uh, man he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame Elmer Ferguson Award and then Jeff Baker Seattle Times he's been on the show a couple of times already great writer out of Seattle to tee up the Oilers and the Kraken tomorrow afternoon when we come back Ian Mendes The Athletic Kevin Carrius Eddie Steele it's Sports 1440 stay with us <laughs> alright welcome back to the big program it is Playlist Friday I requested that one yesterday Eddie that is Leonard Skinnerd, Three Steps Back. Duke finally came through. Yeah, we've got some great songs. Playlist Friday, Feel Good Friday. Nice. Uh, send your uh, request in nice. if you want for intro, outro music to one 3 1440 Hey, let's welcome in our first guest of the day, Ian Mendez from The Athletic. Uh, good morning, Ian. You're here with Kevin Carius Eddie Steele. Welcome to Sports 1440. Yeah, good morning,
2: Kevin and Eddie. How are you guys?
3: Doing great out here, uh, and it's tough to keep up with all the stuff you're doing out there. I just uh, saw your recent uh, article with, uh, you know, going back to Pierre Dorian and, and Steve staos with the trade uh, deadline coming up. Uh, before we get to that, Ian, just, just your thoughts on how Steve staos the former oiler, is, when he's taken over there and what he's kind of done, and it almost feels like he's just sat back for the last little, little bit to see exactly what, direction he wants to see this uh franchise go uh, what's your take on uh the early goings i guess of steve Steeles?
2: yeah that's you know what that's a really accurate description he's been patient he's been really uh deliberate i think in his in his actions and his words uh you know steve as you you know people in edmonton obviously know steve from his time there as a player and then uh, kind of working under kenny hall in there and you know i i think what you saw in Edmonton and and what you saw out of Steve as a player is kind of the same thing as uh, as him as a general manager, right? Like like if you think back to Steve Stales, the player, he wasn't the kind of riverboat gambling defenseman, right? He was the steady kind of try to stay at home and, and and, and he got carved out just a terrific thousand game career in the NHL. And a lot of those attributes that I think he had as a player we're we're now seeing as, as a general manager. So uh, this is his first obviously his first trade deadline as general manager, and it's also the first, I think real pressure point for him as general manager. Look, he only took over the job uh really uh, about six weeks ago, eight weeks ago officially as the full- time general manager and and now we'll see like he's got a week to go uh, before the trade deadline and we'll see he's got a couple of chips to play and and we'll see how aggressive is he going to be or is he going to be kind of a little bit more? Laid back, wait and see, and, and we'll do some things in the summer.
1: Ian, that's uh, pretty interesting just how you relayed the message that I continuously see online uh, with Steos about being patient and focused, and he has a plan, and that's what people continuously are talking about. Uh, with this team, where do you think it has really just fallen off the rails? Because there was high hopes. Of course, there was a few different um, situations that happened uh new coach throughout the season, uh, coach fired, uh, the suspension. Uh, but where did it fall off the rails? Because there was high hopes. And if, statistically, if you look at this club, they have three guys with 50-plus points who are producing. So what's the issue?
2: Yeah, goal scoring is not the problem. Uh, as you, you point out, you know, Timmy Stutzler, uh, even though it's a down year for him, he's still kind of trending towards a you know 75 to 80 80- five-point season. Uh, Brady Kachuk is going to flirt with 40 goals, and Claude Giroux has uh, still found the fountain of youth. So all that, you know, putting the puck in the net isn't the problem. It's keeping it out. And, and uh, the goaltending, if you, if you were to boil it down to one simple thing right now, uh, you would say it's goaltending. Because I think back in December, there's a lot of feeling of, ah, you know what, like this team would be so much better with better structure, and so they changed out the head coach and they brought in Jacques Martin. And I think that at, in sports, they've been better, but they still get sort of submarine by below average goaltending. And so I look at this team and that, like, if you're asking me what's the one thing that Steve Steos needs to address, it's his goaltending. But the problem is, like, you got Eunice Corpus Allo on a five-year deal that you signed last summer. And it's very much, like, there's a, probably a great parallel with Jack Campbell uh, in, in that you know you think about yeah. Jack when he came into Edmonton it was a five year deal brand new team and it just the traction was never there and you know you hope Corpus Allo if you're an Ottawa fan it's not Jack Campbell 2.0 but it's hard not to see the parallels where you're like I, I don't know what we do with this guy but um, we'll see we'll see what Steve Stales does but he's got, his goalies are under contract he, through next season even Anton Forsberg at, at 2.75 million so he He's going to have to be creative if, if, if his plan is to address the goaltending.
3: Ian Mendez with us uh, from The Athletic. Kevin Carrius, Eddie Steele, Sports 1440. Uh, sticking with the goaltending and just kind of a, a, a question that pertains uh, to us out here in the West. Mad Sogard was so good for the Medicine Hat Tigers for so many years. Uh, why do you think he hasn't been able to just find that traction uh, at the AHL or NHL level yet?
2: Well, he, you know, he's playing a lot better in the AHL this year. And I think they still think highly of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for the, the, you know, your listeners that, that maybe followed him in, in junior hockey. Like, he is a very big, very mm-hmm. athletic goaltender. And, you know, somebody of that size, six foot, I think he's, Mads is basically six foot seven. Yeah. Like, like he, he's a big guy. And, and he is one of the more likable, down-to-earth goalies that I've ever dealt with. A lot, a lot of goalies are wired differently. Mads is super laid back. He's very articulate, thoughtful, loves chatting with the media on the record, off the record. Um, You know, the problem for Mads, and I think, guys, I don't have these numbers in front of me. I think he's played, and it's rather remarkable. I think he's played about 25 games in the NHL. The problem for him is he's played 25 games in the NHL with uh, kind of a, a porous defense in front of him. A system that wasn't great. So if you look at Matt Sogard's numbers, you're like, well, this guy's, you know, with his eight, whatever, his 78 save percentage and what, you know, whatever his n- numbers are, you'd be like, well, he's not, he's not NHL caliber. But then you start to realize, well, wait a minute. Jonas Corpus in Ottawa hasn't been very good, and mm. they brought Cam Talbot in, and he wasn't very good and you know on and on it goes Matt Murray and uh, you know, go down the list. Philip Gustafson wasn't good here, and he's he's been pretty good in Minnesota uh, uh Joey decord was here, and like anyway, yeah. all this to say is I'm not sure how much I would put on Mads as a goalie so much as I'd like to see them all these goalies play uh with with a little bit of a better system and then, and then maybe we can make a more accurate assessment mm-hmm. about
1: their goal ability. Yeah. Hey Ian, I want to take it back to uh just the plan and the team and you you got your boots on the ground, you've covered this team, you see them in person every game. I from a uh, the standpoint out west here in Edmonton, maybe I don't know if I'm wrong or if I should take my football goggles off, but <laughs> I, I think they have a pretty good core. Can they win with this core? Because it's been uh, the same core for a few years now, and it's been like bottom feeders for a few years. Can they actually realistically win with this core?
2: So this is where we're getting, where, where and I'll try to relate this back to your listeners. Uh, if you think back to that Edmonton team, go back to the, you know, 2011, 12, 13 Oilers, mm-hmm. where you're like, wow, we got Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle and RNH and, you know, on and on it goes you're like wow at some point this is going to work out right this is a good core. we locked him up and then all of a sudden you're like <clears throat> excuse me you're like hmm. Yeah. I don't know if, if we're ever going to get it done with this group and Ottawa's at the point where I mean you don't want to become Buffalo 2.0 right like the Sabres are uh, a super good cautionary tale of uh, it's now like we're, we're closing in mm-hmm. on 13 years of the Buffalo Sabres missing the playoffs and you would have been convinced coming into this year that wow, the Sabres are on the right track, right? Tage Thompson's a 40 goal guy and, and all these great young players and, and, and Rasmus Dalin and Owen Power, and they, they've got everything. It's all there. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work out. And this is the, this is the issue for Ottawa. I agree with you. This is a good young core, but at some point, somebody needs to make the tough decision to say, we can't run it back with the exact same group because now guys, they're about to miss the playoffs for a seventh straight year. And you start to look at teams in the salary cap era, like there isn't very many teams. Florida had a run there where they missed the playoffs a bunch of years, and they had a pretty good core with Ole Okunin and Stephen Weiss and, uh, you know, Nate Horton, and uh, you know. But at some point, and just like that Oilers team of the, the early 2010s, at some point you're like, okay, this isn't going to work. And, and I don't know that we've reached that point in Ottawa, But when you miss the playoffs seven years in a row, uh, I think you, you have to start demanding better results.
3: The Athletics, Ian Mendez with us uh, on Sports 1440. Uh, you know, Ian, and uh, I misspoke about Sogard. His numbers are pretty good in the AHL, but I think it's important, and you bring in a guy like Dave Poulin who has guys from uh, eyes from outside the organization, so he gets to see this from a different perspective, even though you can say the same about uh, Steve Stale. So what do you think that they do moving forward here in the next eight, nine days? In particular, a guy like... Uh, Jacob Chikrin, who everyone wants, but he says he wants to stay there. I believe he told you that a good month ago. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So here's the thing on Jacob. And, you know, he was really disappointed. There was a couple of kind of suggestions that he didn't like it in Ottawa, that he was looking to get out. And so, like, I, I... tracked him down and, and got some time with him. Yeah. About a month ago. And he was like, listen, this stuff is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I love it in Ottawa. My grandpa lives five minutes from me. My sister lives 10 minutes from me. Like I get to see them all the time. I grew up kind of in this area. We have a cottage in the a family cottage here. I love Ottawa. It's, it's like, so please don't make people think that I don't like it here. Mm-hmm. Now that's his side of the equation. The senator's side of the equation is okay. Like I just said, this is a group that, that might need a change. And you have to start looking at the pieces that might fetch you the biggest return. And, you know, Jacob Chikrin, like you said, is somebody that I think a lot of teams would covet for, for two reasons. One, he provides a pretty good offensive upside on your blue line. Uh, he, can, he can certainly, if not quarterback or power play, be a darn good number two option. And, and he comes at a $4.6 million cap hit, for the rest of this season and next year, and that's a pretty good that's pretty good value for 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 somebody uh of his ilk. so if you're Steve stason and you're like, okay well, now we're starting to to look at things and we need to make a change. You need to start looking at the pieces that can actually get you stuff back because there's a lot of guys here who might be locked up to longer term deals that you're gonna have to do some salary cap gymnastics to get them out the door where whereas I don't think you're going to have to retain salary too much on Chikrin. You're not going to have to, you know, you're probably going to get some good assets back. So I think that's where that comes from. But the question is, is the best time to trade somebody like a Jacob Chikrin at the deadline, uh, you know, a week from today when there's maybe fewer teams in the running for him Mm -hmm. and uh, there's a little bit more pressure on you've got to get this done by uh, three Eastern time on Friday? Or do you sit back and say, okay, let's just – everybody just take a big, deep breath. We know we're not missing uh, – we're not making the playoffs this year. So everybody just exhale. Let's circle back in June when maybe 15 teams are, are interested in Jacob Chikrin and they have the cap space and they have the flexibility and the assets to do it. Maybe that's when you do it. Um, but they got to figure something out. they got, they got Jake Sanderson and Thomas Chabot, our left-shot defensemen, just like Jacob Chikrin. So are you going to pay three guys – you know, in excess of, you know, in the case of Sanderson and Shabbat, $8 million, yeah. and then add Chikrin and his extension, doesn't seem like it's going to fit.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey Ian, real quick here, uh, before we wrap up, what do you think uh, is going to happen with Jacques Martin at uh, behind the bench? Is he the answer, or obviously not moving forward?
2: No, and so Jacques basically, uh, you know, uh, Steve Stales was on uh, the uh, Ryan Rashog and, uh, and Pierre LeBron's podcast, the uh, Got Your Back podcast, this week, and Steve basically pulled here, hey, Jacques is going to help us find our next head coach. And Jacques kind of confirmed it uh, yesterday. Hey, I, I, the plan isn't for me to come back and coach next year. It was always just come in, be an interim guy, kind of try to steady the waters. So my, my guess is they will look for a head coach in the off season, you're going to hear uh, Craig Berube's name is going to be a name that comes uh, to mind. Uh, John Gruden, who's the AHL coach of the Toronto Marlies, seems to be a name. And then, you never know, like, what happens? What if Tampa misses the playoffs and John Cooper's available? What if uh, Pittsburgh's like ah we missed it time to change out the coach and Mike Sullivan's available but like, you don't know who's going to be on that carousel in April and May but I, I I know that what they said this week is is Jacques will finish the regular season and then they'll find their new head coach uh, in the spring.
3: Yeah Jay Woodcroft uh, out there Jay, Jay Woodcroft yeah, Todd McClellan time reunion time. Ian hey. Eh? Yeah, Right. exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Hey, Ian, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, we'll be uh, checking things out here in the next, uh, well, I guess, eight days. Well, a week. No, sorry, it's a week. Uh, next Friday trade deadline. Yeah. It's coming up on us, sneaking up on us for sure. So uh, appreciate your time. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, talk soon. Thanks for this.
2: Yeah. Thanks
3: for having me, guys. That's Ian Mendes from the Athletic, man. He between the Athletic, you got Sportsnet, you got TSN, been around a long time in the, you know the Ottawa and area scene. So yeah, he's in probably oh yeah. And even when you were playing, Eddie, I would imagine that he was totally doing stuff. Yeah, you. yeah, cross paths for sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's been on that scene for a while. Hmm. Yes, been around a, a while, and he's not. He's I think he's I think he's forty seven, forty eight years old, isn't he? So just think, Duke, you've got you've got another twenty years, Duke.
0: I've got my whole life ahead of me. You're wet behind the ears, <laughs> but yeah. only I've got my whole life ahead of me. But only one good year left. <laughs> so, what does that make for the, the all the years subsequently after? We were
3: talking yesterday, uh, Duke that uh, or Eddie that the Duke's buddy, the big Sabolia, was born yesterday. It was his birthday and On, uh, uh, the leap year. Leap year. So he was seven years old yesterday. Uh, we forgot to phone him. Or did you text I, I, him? I texted
0: him. I he texted didn't want to come on, on. Once I got no, I didn't text him about that. I texted him uh, later in the day when we were when we were off air, and I said, uh, "Yeah, Dent, were you listening this morning? Uh, Kev gave you the shout-out. first thing. Is like how we let off the show was uh, <laughs> shouting out the big Cebolia <laughs> on air, uh, turning seven years old. So I think uh, I think he might join me at the Oil Kings game oh, tomorrow. Good. I'll treat him to a, a little night out and uh, at, birthday the, at Roger's place, Why and then not? perhaps uh We'll uh, we'll hit the scene, whether it be downtown, White Avenue, elsewhere. Lots of options in this beautiful city.
3: Yes. Here's a little nugget from yesterday with being leap day, leap year. So Brent Burns for Carolina, he played last night for Carolina. He's played in five games in his career on the leap day year, on the 29th. That's cool. He's 38, so every year he's played in the NHL, basically there's been a game and he's played in it. Longevity too. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Like five games he's played. You know, Kenny Reed did that book. Uh, it's called One Night yes. Only or something. One, yeah, One Night Only for guys that just played one game. So he played five games over the course wow. of twenty years, all on February 29th. ninth. Wow, the, yes. man, the, the the most impressive thing is to the longevity. Yeah, of that. like jeez. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some open text time. If you got a little more advice uh, for Eddie's uh, dating scene tomorrow, yeah, tonight, Jasper tomorrow, weekend we'll set us Tell off the a show. Kid where to go? We've got uh, it's feel good Friday playlist. Friday, we already had Leonard Skinner. Mm-hmm. Did you get your request? Uh, I got a request coming.
1: Oh, yeah, I got a wow, request coming.
3: Be, is it Rolling Stones again? Nope. Rap? Nope. No. Nope. It's a surprise. You know, I was watching that Straight Out of Compton one night last weekend. It was on. And what'd you think? Well, I didn't watch the whole thing because it was it was on it like it's a long one too. Yeah, it's pretty severe. <laughs> <laughs> severe. Yeah. That's
0: a great movie. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's one of the best um, you, like uh, <laughs> biopics or uh, yeah. that have come like that I've seen at least in the last because that movie is ten years old now. At yeah, least is it? pretty close. Yeah, like, yeah. but it is so well done. It's like Ice Cube's son mm-hmm. plays Ice Cube. He looks exactly like him Mannerisms
1: and everything Yeah all of it
0: It is a spitting image uh, In everything From the way he talks To to, you know The inflections And and the way he looks So Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool
1: And it's the Getting to the bare bones Of real gangster rap Oh yeah
0: That's me man Easy
3: baby (laughs) That's my life
1: man When I think
0: gangster rap Kevin Carrius' face Illuminates my eyelids
3: Uh, (laughs) As he said It's severe (laughs) (laughs) We're back Kevin Carey, Sadie Steele Sports 1440 Stay with us Ah, the seven forty break. The Duke and BA together again. Playlist Friday, feel good Friday. Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele, seven forty four in Edmonton. Uh, about seventeen below driving in today, Eddie, and uh, looking for a high of about thirteen below. It's not a good week, and about another week we've got of this stuff, and then I believe we kind of warm up around next Thursday. Do you think this is it? This is oh, I mean this is the last one, the last blast. of Call me a fool. I thought it was it. You know, a couple of weeks. I back, thought we a week s- ago before this blast hit. I thought that dude saw a shadow and Man, uh, that varmint. Those darn gophers. <laughs> that critter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, that, Alberta should get their own version of the. Of, we do. I mean, I, well, oh yeah, there's Balzac, B- 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 Billy. That's Southern Alberta. Yeah, we, we need, need one up more, here. We need better representation for for this half of the province, and we get the. The critter. Yeah, we're in
1: two different weather environments, southern and northern Alberta.
3: Um, Tim Geringer says, uh, Eddie, try the duck ramen at Jasper Park Brewery. Okay. So that would be, I would imagine, that's like that bowl of the noodles, mm-hmm. the beautiful noodles, yep. and a nice, I would say, that's a broth, uh, uh, a, a duck breast with that the skin. You know, I'm betting that's what we're looking at with a. Have you, know. you had duck? Do you like duck? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Duke.
0: Duke duck. I, I've had it. Uh, not enough, uh, even recently enough, to probably form an it Like, it's my one of my grandpa's favorite things was, like, a delicacy, like a treat to to get brought in or to get one and then uh, cook up every now and again. But I haven't had one in so long, I'd have to give it a try. See, see where's the best place in the city to, to go check one out.
1: I know what would be tasty on a nice duck breast. There's this <laughs> horseradish jam,
3: this guy. Horseradish legend, jelly, yeah
1: his His name is Kevin Carius. He's a
3: legend in the canning industry. I better make this clear. Like Laura did the horseradish jelly. Oh, oh, that's why I'd be I'd be part of the horseradish part. You know. Yeah, of the uh, growing. Yeah, growing, grading, and putting that the preparation preparation. But then once it gets to that stage, it goes to her hands. She gets that. What is it? That Serto? That Serto gelatin in there. Oh, and then you put the uh, other seasonings. Stuff. So you had delicious. it with the pork, huh?
1: I uh, had it with the pork, man. Mm. the jar is pretty much
3: gone. Yep, pretty much gone. I oh. ate it on my lunch all week. a boy. Uh, Wade texts in that said we were talking about uh, straight out of Compton there. Ice Cube was at River Cree, uh, River Cree last weekend. My house uh, was shaking, and I live in Lewis Estates a few miles away. <laughs> I saw Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, and... Uh I
1: forget who else came, Warren G. back in Winnipeg. Really? Yeah, that was, and that would have been back early 2000s when they were a little younger, a little more relevant, and boy, talk about
3: rowdy. A wild, eh? Yeah, oh man, talk about severe. Pillman says if Evil Dave's is still there, you have to try it, Eddie, go for an appy and uh, Evil Dave's <laughs> and a grounds for divorce drink.
1: Wow. (laughs) Is that what I want to be doing on my (laughs) my first trip away from the kids?
3: Yes, not probably. Not probably. Um, This time of the CFL, NFL, I mean, the Combine's on. Combine time. Have you been watching? I watched a little bit last night. I saw some
1: numbers, saw some guys running. It brought me back to my Combine Mm -hmm. days. Man, it's amazing how fast time goes. It was uh, two thousand. Ten, Really? When I was at the Combine, CFL Combine was it in at? Toronto. Toronto? Yeah, at a hotel in Toronto. How many uh, people were there? How many athletes? How many players? There was, I think they invite about 60 to 70 guys. Yeah. And then they hold most of the events at the hotel there. Uh, have all the guys under one roof. So you're sleeping there. Meals are there. Mm-hmm. And then you do most of the testing in a big media, or sorry, conference room. Uh, and then the running aspect—you go onto a field on the Sunday. Okay. So on the Saturday, you do bench press, um, your vertical height, weight, all that. How I was talking about a meat market last week—how you go on stage in front of everybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was cool. My numbers were pretty pretty good at the combine. Reflecting back, I had the second biggest bench press. Ooh. There was thirty-two reps I did at two twenty-five. Okay. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. It was really good. My. 40 was average it was a 513 or 516 okay I forget exactly what it was but what really jumped off the page to the evaluators was my t-test so that's uh, where you start in the middle you go to one side touch the cone five yards down then you got to run back touch a cone that's 10 yards away and then finish in the middle so it's like a t and how it- long
3: was that like did they just time it from start to finish
1: yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
3: what's a good? What was your time, and was probably- so a
1: good time for a guy my size would be like four seven. Mm-hmm. DBs would run it in like four two four okay. three. I ran it in four four flat. Oh, great. Wow! So like I was like way above average. I was running it in like linebacker time. Guys mm-hmm. who were, like thirty pounds lighter. So that that drill is goes to show like your quick change of direction, uh, your small explosive short speed because that's what it is. It's called the five ten five drill. So it's all short explosive bursts and mm-hmm. how quick you can get down and transition. And that's where I really stood out to the evaluators and jumped off the page. what are- the.
3: Yeah, with those evaluators, let's just say uh, the, I was at the one at the Commonwealth Field House here. That's a couple of years couple back years, now. Yeah. Um, so when they would go and do those tests, and they would take them in the field house and the turf in there, you've been on there, and some people say it's this or that or whatever. Do they take that into account and go, this might be, you know? Skew the numbers a bit, or not so much. No, not so much. It'd be
1: different if you're running on grass and turf, but if you're on turf, sure, some turf can feel um, "quote unquote" fast. You know, if it's more compacted down, the turf that feels slower is uh, where the pebbles, the, um, the 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 rubber pellets. Yeah, those pellets. Yeah, where it's not as compacted because it doesn't have as much wear and tear on it, so it, it can feel like it has a little more drag with your cleats. But mm-hmm. in reality, no, when you're talking about
3: uh, artificial turf, there's not really any excuses. When you did yours, so you said you did how many at uh, uh, for the bench press? 32. 32. So did, before, did you kind of go, okay, I need to get to this level? You trained to yes. get up? Yeah. Yes,
1: heavy training, actually. And my trainer, he was very dead on with his prediction because in my lead up, in my training, I was hitting about 38, 40 reps, and I thought for sure I was going to go in and bang off 40. And uh, it's funny, when I was having my interviews on the Friday night, Chris Jones, he was the defensive coordinator for Calgary at that time, and I was getting interviewed by the Stampeder. So with the interview process, you sit down in a room, and there's seven of them sitting at a table across from you, and they're just grilling you, mm-hmm. just asking questions. But the first question, because everybody knew I was one of the stronger prospects at the Combine. First question, Chris Jones sits down and asks me with a big grin, he says, so what you gonna bench tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny, and he was a young Chris Show, like yeah. we're talking fourteen years ago. you mm-hmm. right, like that's and he was amazing. in Calgary as DC there. DC there, yeah. you know, before he was a head coach, had GM, Ran all the out power to Toronto yeah. and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Before Toronto,
3: any other? Okay, so that's a funnier question. What were some of the? Cr- uh I guess that made you made you think about your response was there we always hear so many at with the NHL draft and guys do riddles to these kids and they're 18 yeah. and they're like huh yeah. what yeah. uh was there anything like that for you
1: the most chal- well I mean yeah there are riddles like what would you want to be a dog or cat like oh, those types yeah. of silly questions of course but uh the most challenging questions are the ones um, where, you know, not so ele- or roughly said, but like, why do you suck or why are you lazy mm-hmm. or why was, we heard about this, why was your attitude poor? I lost my scholarship my second year in university uh, because I wasn't doing the right things in the classroom. So teams, of course they hear about that. So so why were you, why'd you lose your scholarship? Uh, are you, what kind of work ethic do you have? Yeah. If we draft you, Is it going to be a waste of a draft pick because you're not going to work hard? Like those types of questions,
3: those are the ones that get you sweating. (laughs) Um, Was there a team that you thought, you know, okay, I'm fitting the bill. They're asking me these questions. I see their need. I, you know, they see my need. They see what I am. And then they yeah. didn't. Here, know, Edmonton. Yeah. Really?
1: Edmonton. They had ah. the number nine pick. Okay. And I was projected to go in the first round. I fell out of the first round. But a couple of days before the draft, Ed Hervey called me. And he's like, he called me and said, if you're there at nine, we're going to pick you. And he, he literally said that to me. Yeah. And uh, the pick rolls around. And they picked a DB, Salim Borhat. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where was he out of? I even... uh, somewhere out east. He Good. lasted two seasons. You know, didn't last wow. long. But when I didn't get picked, I was just like, oh, such a gut punch because I was expecting to come here. Mm-hmm. Danny Machocha, who was the coach at the time, uh, he was telling my agent um, that, oh, in the interviews, he loved me so much, he would let me date his daughter type deal. Like, I really <laughs> won him over. And so I thought it was a fit here for sure. And uh, lo and behold, nope.
3: Well, at least you got here and won the cup in
1: 2015. Ed brought
3: me back or brought me here eventually. So so. realized he made a mistake probably. So just you could have been Eddie, even though you played several years here, you could have been like you could have been an eight, nine year guy. Yeah, and a lifer. Yeah. Uh, I. Potentially could
1: have had the shot to get my name up there if I played that long, but that ain't happening. <laughs> uh,
3: text comes in from uh, Eden, Father Various. Good morning, gentlemen. Lamb is the best. Eddie is my favorite co-host on the station. Don't lose him, Eddie. Uh, Eden, Father. Oh, thank of Arias. you very much, Eden. I appreciate you. When we come back, top of the hour, it will be on the mark for Booster Juice and Mark. Spectre from Rogers Sportsnet. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns, our unique lounges and casual setting. Makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada. Hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.